0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, I am joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung. I thought you were going to use that little red box. Oh, there it goes. Like, uh, uh, was that Wubsy? Which one had? No, or was that Blues Clues? That's Blues Clues. Yeah, Blues, blues Clues. Blues Clues. Blues Clues. Yeah, we just figured out Blues Clues. Are we going to get in trouble for that? I better not sing for the YouTubes. I don't yeah, think right. So. You'll be good. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> well, then <And> this video <laughs> is cut. Flags right there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all next week.
2: <laughs> you can use up to like fifteen seconds, can't you? Or like yeah, five usually. seconds or
1: something. I feel like that would fall under like. Um, not satire, but like a cover. Oh, sure. If yeah.
2: if someone were to listen closely, they would be able to tell we were not singing the same notes. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we were off key by quite a bit.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or I was at least. That's true. We're probably going to catch flack. I just realized this right now. Why? Well, we are, as we record, through the Easter season, and we don't have a camera set up in this room.
1: ta da did we say we I, were
0: going to? Well, I feel like we, so. we our excuse for not recording video <laughs> recording was lent and being busy.
2: Well let me let me just say for those of you wondering what you see when you look in here, um <coughs> we, we've all been hitting the weights. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. we're all we're yeah. all
1: ripped. I also feel like what we haven't said is we should almost be sitting like with construction hats on because <laughs> our, our podcast room is going through a transformation.
0: It is. It's exciting though.
1: Yeah.
2: With the drywall off the wall mm-hmm. and yep, looks like the future of a window is going to be right there. Ah, uh, well, I don't want to. Guess we'll find out. Are we going to be like like uh, an exhibit in a zoo so we're people can walk a, by We're going to need a sign,
1: please don't tap the glass. It I, scares the fish. <laughs>
2: I kind of hope so, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, you know, you said a word, and I've always wondered about this word. I know exactly what you mean. Is it bussin'? No, no. I no, I just still don't know what that means. Oh. Terrible. Nor am I allowed to use it apparently. And I've heard, <laughs> I've tried it. I've looked in the mirror and said it, and I'm like, yeah. you're way too old. <laughs> like it, old man
1: saying that just doesn't seem to.
0: Well, that's why I don't cool. do it into the mirror because then I'll be like, yeah, I better stop, and I don't want to.
1: Is that a part of like your morning routine? <laughs> like you're brushing your teeth, doing your hair, bussin', bussin', just going through a couple.
0: In. <laughs>
2: okay, so what's the word? Uh, the word is flack. Flack? Oh, what yeah. What is flack? I, I, I know what you mean, mm-hmm. but it just dawned on me. I actually don't know what flack is. Well, that, that in one. my head, I pictured like 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 skin dust. Uh huh. You know? I, I,
0: yeah. Well, you've heard of like a flack jacket, right? Is that what it's called? Is a flack jacket? Yeah, there is a flack jacket. I thought it was like a flat mm-hmm. jacket with a T. No, I don't think so. I think it's flack. Flack. Because... Um, is it like bulletproof stuff? It is uh, uh, the bursting shells fired from artillery.
2: Well, that makes much more sense than a flat jacket.
0: Or it could also mean... Because a flat
2: jacket is a bulletproof vest. A, right? gr-
0: a great deal of adverse criticism, which is what I meant.
2: It, that's how you used mm-hmm. it. used it in its proper way. Do you mm-hmm. want
1: to try to say the German pronunciation of where this word came from? Yes. I have pulled up there, Ryan. If you want to is, it, that, is it 42 it. letters let's like some it. of oh, the best? That's pretty term- close. I'll just let's let, you, I'll <laughs> let you take a gander at that.
0: Oh, f- far from puking.
2: No. You got to put it in Google oh, there's Translate. there's an L in
0: there. Flagerabwerkononin. Uh, <laughs> 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 I have no idea. <laughs> Farfagnugin.
2: Remember those commercials? Someday oh. I will be a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> That's what I think of. You know, it's such a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Don't know how to pronounce it.
2: So, flack, flack, it means yep. like taking fire, percussive a- a- F- fire. Or-
0: yeah, F L A K. Or
2: or vocal percussive Mm, shrapnel. Yep, yep, yep. Being thrown at you. Yep. I got you. Word shrapnel. Word shrapnel. (laughs) That makes a lot more sense than flat jacket. Flat jacket doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's just flat.
0: Isn't it weird the words that we think we're pronouncing right for a long time and then we realized we pronounced them wrong? (laughs) Or sayings that we've done and realized, oh. I get that with songs. um, Stupid.
1: Have you recently been talking to my friends or my coworkers? No.
0: why? Do you have a bunch? I,
1: I have recently learned. I have always said it's not pronounced sandwich. No. Uh, <laughs> uh Now I have to think about it. Explanation point. Uh huh. I always say explanation point. Explanation instead of explanation. Yeah, you're, like, you're exclaiming. <laughs> I'm explaining.
2: I'm explaining this to you. Or the
1: whole like unthaw thaw.
2: Oh
0: yeah yeah. It's definitely take it out to unthaw. It's definitely thaw. Yep. 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 What's uh, what's the other one? Um,
2: you get those with songs where you think you know the lyrics oh, yeah. and you're singing along and oh, it's for not sure. even close. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, do you do you hire, uh, if you're going to sell a house? Realtor. You, Realtor. Do you hire a Realtor or a Realtor?
0: Realtor. Realtor. Yeah, everybody says Realtor, but it's Realtor.
2: If you need power that's clean and efficient that comes from atoms, what kind of power do you call that? Nuclear? Or is it
0: nuclear? Nuclear. Nuclear. It's kind
1: of like route route.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. sure. Well, no, not really. No, no
2: that's... Bec- nuclear is a mispronunciation of the word nuclear. Oh, well. That's yeah. just a different...
0: Like, like realtor. Pronunciation. Realtor.
2: Realtor. It's realtor. Mm. Real. You know, they're selling reality. No, they're selling realty. <laughs> they're selling reality. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Look at... Poor Sarah. She's got to go I, call off I'm the rest of the day. i again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need to reread the dictionary. <laughs> Exclamation point. Explan- like Explan- explanation point. Explanation that's great.
0: Point. Yeah you know what i used to do that i really felt dumb about well there's a few things in relation to sports when i was a kid that i had you know i thought that i was talking smart and i had no idea really what i was talking about sure like um like let's say for instance how schooled are you in in like uh football rules like the nfl and such
2: they keep changing them Mm -hmm. on me well this one is old though okay so if does it include a spinner if a,
0: well maybe because if a quarterback is in the backfield yes and uh he has not been sacked yet but they've got him and yes. he's not going anywhere yes what do they call that do you remember um in, uh, in the
2: yeah uh, uh, no okay. i don't know what that's called off the top of my you head you know sir Lincoln.
1: uh i'm really good about like yeah. The camaraderie They're of down. sports and snacks and whatnot—they're okay. considered
2: down. Well, if you're not moving forward. There's no more forward motion, right? So what they
0: call it is in the grasp. It's in the grasp.
1: That's an actual you're saying in the grasp.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's he's in the grasp. He has not been taken to the ground, mm-hmm. but he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's over. Sure. It's called in the grasp.
1: Mm-hmm. But in I always grasp. thought it was
0: in the grass.
1: I feel like that makes sense. They didn't have turf back when you were watching football in your early years. When they first said American American. football,
2: (laughs) you you didn't have a quarterback. You had what was called a spinner, and they weren't allowed to throw the ball forward. Their job was basically to take the hike and spin around, and they would hand it off to one of the running backs Mm -hmm. at some point they decided we're going to give all of the backs a a destination or a a designation so the one that's closest to the center is called the quarterback Mm. and then you go a few yards back from them and you get the half back and if you go like i don't know was it five to ten yards back you have the The, full back back. so they're because they're fully back apparently and the tailback
0: is all the way in the
2: back and yeah i get it yeah tailback so yep craziness. Yeah. The other
0: one that I that I once once I realized what I was saying and and why it was wrong I was like oh, you're stupid. <laughs> was um like uh uh Do you know what the well you will know what the what the saying the go ahead score is? Do you know what that is? Like if if an announcer says uh the Broncos with the go ahead touchdown.
2: Yeah. I know what that means.
0: Okay, it means that with that touchdown, they're they the took lead. the lead. Yeah, they're ahead. Yeah. I would just say it every time somebody scored. <laughs> No matter, <laughs> they could be losing 100 to nothing and they'd get it to, you know, the they Broncos go with, ahead the go ahead,
2: with the go-ahead score. Well, they lose the game 7 to yeah. 42. I
0: must have thought that they went ahead and
2: scored. Well, <laughs> it makes, it, yeah. what you said makes logical sense, just not um, uh, the way the term is actually used. And that's the funny thing about the English language in mm-hmm. itself. I've become kind of fascinated with the English language, um, especially as it pertains to scripture, right? Because mm-hmm. n- n- most people don't speak Mm-hmm. Biblical Greek. Uh, yeah, so the way it, the way terms are used then, and you got, if you go even further back in the Old Testament, the Hebrew language is different, mm-hmm. and so when they say certain things, it can mean something different for the Hebrew as compared to the Greek, and we get goofed up in English because of the translation. A good example of that is someone who's like, "Well, in Revelation, when it says a thousand years, that has to be literal."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, why do you think it's literal? Well, the early church fathers were premillennialists; they thought there was be, there'd be a literal thousand years. True, were the early church fathers, like you know, a couple centuries after the events of Christ, a century two later, were they Jewish or were they Gentile? Well, they were Gentile. Okay, then. It could be that they don't understand that Revelation is is using figurative imagery that a a Jewish mind would pick up on quickly. Because it's their apocalyptic is part of their culture, their mm-hmm. literature. Whereas um, a Greek person a couple hundred years later would not catch that and would think it's literal. Right. That's kind of my point. Because mm-hmm. there's people today that will translate the Bible and be like, you know, Revelation says this, 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 and you know, that's that's a literal interpretation. Well, that's one interpretation. And if you want to be faithful to what the first century Christians thought. They were in agreement that they were not in agreement, everyone, on what Revelation was saying. Um, you have guys like Justin Martyr who would say, you know, I, I believe that there will be a thousand-year reign of Christ on earth, a physical reign, but I have uh, uh, beloved brothers in Christ that disagree with me, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, the early church fathers talked about this. There was the position of premillennialism, but there was also what we call the traditional view which was that um, uh, there will not be a thousand-year reign, that it's speaking figuratively about the entire reign of Christ. Okay. And those those are the two dominant views of Revelation that have carried forward, and there's other ones today that are different and goofy, but uh, premillennialism, as it was understood in the first century, is not the same as we've talked about premillennial dispensationalism. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, the worldview that also has like... The theology that also has the idea of the rapture and the seven year tribulation. That was not found in premillennialism of the first century. Okay. So, what the only difference is that pre-millennial, premillennialism believed that when Christ comes again, there will be a thousand year reign of, of Christ on earth prior to a new heaven and a new earth beginning. Dispensationalists add all other kinds of stuff in there that is not found. Mm. Um, and you know what? Um, those who hold the traditional view also think that Christ will come again. It's just that the thousand year reign and the new heaven and the new earth are synonymous with each other. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in either case, Christ is coming <laughs> again and the party starts. <laughs> is it a thousand years of earthly life and then the new heaven and the new earth or does the new heaven and new earth start again? That was the distinction. Sure. So it okay. wasn't a big deal. Yeah. As compared to today where it's like, you know, uh, you got to get raptured otherwise you're going to suffer through seven years of the antichrist and 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 these things um the all that detail is where it becomes a sticky wicket because mm-hmm. it's hard to support it biblically mm-hmm. um and everyone should always go like when you hear a new idea to go oh that's interesting where does it say that in the bible <clears throat> sure right <laughs> So Sorry, it, I got enough. No, that, that's <laughs> fun. And that reminded me
0: of, of uh, my many years of being in a snowplow in the middle of the night.
2: Yes. Or, oh, yeah. Or, or yeah, a street yeah.
0: sweeper listening to George and Norrie, Coast to Coast AM. And there were all sorts of fun things that they would talk about. Like, Absolutely. Like uh, one guy was on, and he said that the reason that... Did pre- you ever
2: feel like you were slowly losing your mind from the influences of what <laughs> you were taking in at 3, 4 in the morning with this th- the talks that were going on? No, because it's entertaining. Okay. And when you're trying not to fall asleep... <laughs> That'll it, keep your attention. Oh, yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's fun. Okay, so I'll get back to what I was originally going to talk about. But there is not much creepier than... Uh, the episodes where they were talking about the chupacabra oh, or yeah. alien abductions or exorcisms or mm-hmm. or ghosts, like the ghosts of uh, Gettysburg or things like this. Yeah. And then you have, you're in the, working in the summertime, sweeping the streets, and you have to go dump that at like... in the morning Mm -hmm. out at the landfill Mm -hmm. where there's nothing for, you know, (laughs) just a a mile and a half on each side of no living soul. Yeah. And all of a sudden a rabbit will come running across.
2: (laughs) For those of you not from the prairie land, the rabbits here, they look like kangaroos. Yeah. They're huge. My dog is a golden retriever. (laughs) When she saw her first rabbit, she (laughs) did not know what to do with herself because that rabbit looked like it could take her out. Yeah. I mean, if she would have chased after it, I don't think the rabbit would have run and it just would have turned and squared (laughs) up and been like, bring it. (laughs) The whole point that I was making with the revelation stuff is that in English, our language does not have um, standardized rules. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the hardest language to learn on the planet Yep, because it's constantly changing Yeah, and the meaning of things is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm such an old man. I'm like, quit changing (laughs) words. Use them I'm the way old. they were intended. Well, it's confusing. <laughs> so what, what I was
0: what I was getting I at you, you, remind, you reminded me of of those of those uh shows that I would listen to and the and the fun things that they would talk about. And one of them was that the reason that Jesus hasn't returned yet, because right. you were talking about Christ's return.
2: Because he saw his shadow, so it's six more centuries of
0: <laughs> no, no. winter. So winter. what so what's going on is Uh, so people are born like Mm -hmm. their, their souls are in there. There's a limited number of souls in heaven. Okay. Now there's, there's a couple schools of thought on this. One of them is, is, uh, that there's X amount of, of souls in heaven. Okay. And Christ cannot come back until all those people have been born.
1: To, ah, to, to, to I get, see.
0: To get them through the system. Oh, sure, right?
2: sure, sure. They're Got, they're all gonna the, get through in the, the heaven waiting line, you know? Yeah, they're all in the in, in the station uh <laughs> terminal right. waiting. Yep,
0: yep. You know, yeah. They're you know, St. Peter's up there. All right, you're next. Yeah. You know, Take a let's, number. Go,
2: let's go, let's go. <laughs> the, the airline keeps on delaying them.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. The other the other uh uh interesting
1: <laughs> <So stupid. laughs> just like stand by waiting to be born. <laughs> the,
0: the the other reason that, that I've that, seen the movie Soul. I know how this works. <laughs> The other reason that Christ hasn't returned yet is because what's going on is all these people that are born are, are coming to earth. And if they die before they have uh, uh, accepted Christ as their savior, mm-hmm. then they go to the back of the line again.
1: Oh. And, and, and so there's no and, cuts and, in that and, line.
0: And so he's not coming back until everybody has cycled through and accepted accepted mm-hmm. Christ as their Lord and Savior.
2: So it's interesting that you bring this up. Because I want to point this, this out. Mm-hmm. What you have is a textbook example of Western thought uh-huh. and Greek philosophy trying to explain things that are beyond our understanding uh, that is removed from Christianity. And, and most people do not realize this. And the reason I bring this up is because it's, you know, I've talked a little bit about this, mm-hmm. um, in the next coming week, coming weeks, I get to go speak to elevate our, our mm-hmm. senior high youth about worldviews yep. and the two dominant, um, influences for Western culture, which is basically every, um, um, it's Europe. It's the United States. It's everything. It's all of civilization that's flowed out of first um, uh, uh, Greece in the in the you know 700 BC mm-hmm. through Rome and into our modern day to day. So regardless of what you think, America is is the melting pot, but its influence of the Zeitgeist or the 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 group think the the spirit of the age mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. comes out of the two pillars of Greek philosophy and Christianity. It's, it's where our worldview comes from. It's how we understand things. It's, it's the lens by which we look at and perceive and know. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what you just expressed is more of an influence of Greek philosophy than it is of Christianity. Sure. And there's a bunch of that stuff that we don't even think about. It's like, you know, like, like the idea that, you know, what direction is heaven? Oh sure. Well, it's up? Mm-hmm. Of course, That's Greek philosophy—the <laughs> idea that souls are separated from the body—that's mm-hmm. Greek philosophy. Mm-hmm. That's not Christianity. What do we teach that we're resurrected in the in the body? Mm-hmm. That's Christianity. So you have you have Greek thought and Christianity, and Christianity has both um, Hebrew a Hebrew worldview from the Old Testament in it. Yep. as well as a Greek worldview because of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And they're both there. And when Christianity became Christendom, Greek philosophy became the way to communicate the ideas and the teachings of Christianity to the culture. Sure. Mm-hmm. So your values, your um, uh, the values and, and the meaning of life and... Uh, um what it means identity mm-hmm. originally comes from christian Christian values, Christianity okay How we understand that and interpret it that interpret that comes out of Greek thought. This is in the western part of the world when you go to places like like um Japan like like or the Asian part of the of the world or, or the African part of the world, they don 't have Western philosophy as their lens to understand god or any of that stuff so it it uses different lenses Mm -hmm. so i don't know if we ever really think about that but it it's all over the place if you if you just step back and look to see the greek influence and learn a little bit about about greek philosophy you can see it everywhere yeah so we're going to talk about that with the youth because if you've ever wondered like why kids these days yeah oh (laughs) every day Well, and, and, and if you even think like when, when movements become political and mm-hmm. you hear about these, you know, political movements in the, in, in the news, they're usually satirized in some way. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, it's not clearly what, what they're all about. It's a, there's a bit of a lampooning because once you get into politics, it's about influence over and against what something actually is. Sure. Right. So, you know, it would be, um, unfair of me to just say, well, you know. The Black Lives Matter movement that we remember—it's this. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe some of it is. Right. You know, woke. What's the thing they talk about? Woke culture. Wokeism. A lot of these are so amorphous that it's hard to nail them down. But but if you look at like, um, major movements in our culture, the ch- the changing of the culture, you can see the underpinnings of of Greek philosophy, um, as well as uh, Christian values and how those are being. Um, accepted or rejected and used so we're going to talk about that with with the youth to maybe get them a better eyes to see you know what's going on in their in their world can you see why you think the way you do right
0: yeah love it yeah now i want to listen to george nori
2: do you really (laughs) pull him
0: up Uh, You you can, yeah. Oh, I uh, thought we were going
2: to take the next 30 minutes and just turn the mic to... Should we? Just listen to George. Pass the mic along.
0: You know, I like listening to George. And George, if you're listening, I mean, this is just one criticism I have. (laughs) If you've ever listened, so the the show runs live central time from midnight to 4 a.m.
1: Where is he he based out of?
0: Uh, He splits his time between uh, California... And like L.A. and St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, he splits his time, and so he's
1: it's, not like in a shed somewhere recording. No, no, well, no, no, It goes no, it,
0: no, he's from
2: midnight to four.
0: It goes from midnight. So to when four. he's in
2: California, it starts at ten.
0: Yeah, ten to two. But okay. when he's in when Saint he's Louis. in St. Louis, it's midnight to four. It's live. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's he's high dollar in in this genre of of listening.
2: But it's live. It's not like he records it in advance mm-hmm. and then it's broadcast at yeah, that time.
0: Yeah, cuz they got callers like sometimes that whole last hour will be people calling in.
2: Can you imagine mm-hmm. I know there's people that do do it and God bless them, but can you imagine having that be your usual that, all the time schedule?
0: That's your gig? You know? Yeah, I well. Like when the sun goes down, you're up. I would hate it. I I have So I worked plenty of overnights and we would go a month on, a month off, a month on, a month off through the wintertime. And I just hated that because I never felt like I was really awake. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just always foggy all the time. Mm -hmm. But I have a friend who still works for the city on the street department and he actually likes that um, just to get away from all the craziness of the of the day shift yeah because at nighttime there's only like you know two or three of them
1: there is something like fun and nice about if you're doing overnight stuff you're kind of being able to get stuff done when nobody's around and then you can do your regular stuff during the day when everybody else is at work or whatever except when you're
2: sleeping i lasted who (laughs) needs that i did a night shift when i was in college i lasted i think six months Uh uh-huh because i would i would work from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday and Monday I'd work from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And and so on On Monday I would work until 7 a.m., get up, go to class, come back. I, I was uh, teaching karate at the time. I would teach karate, and then I would crash, and I would reset my schedule to be on a daytime schedule Tuesday through Thursday, and then yeah. I'd repeat it. And I started to like lose it like it was it's it's like I can't do this anymore it's
0: tough you have to have a system like when when I started at the city I had no idea Mm -hmm. what I was getting myself into with the overnight shift plus uh, Eli was really little yet and Haley was born while I was with the street department mm-hmm. so I had little kids too and you know tab at home trying to take care of them when I wasn't there at nighttime so what I what I thought was well this is what I'll do she worked in her early days with with her old job she would work from uh, 6 to two thirty until she got her her um, uh, management job She'd work six to two thirty. So I thought, Well, I wanna be up by, you know, three o'clock when she comes home. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll go home, I'll get done at seven thirty, and I'll go home and I'll get to bed by eight thirty, and then that way by two thirty I'll have had enough sleep. Well, that doesn't happen. Right. No
2: way. You gotta you gotta unwind yeah. a little bit, otherwise you're just gonna lay there staring at the ceiling.
0: Which is what I did, but I would still get up. So there'd be days when I didn't couldn't fall asleep till 11 o'clock and then I'm up by two thirty, and then I'm doing the night shift again. Yeah. So one day by, you know, just total chance, I think I had a doctor's appointment. I had some kind of something going on in the morning. So I didn't get home and have a chance to go to sleep till 10. Right. So I told tab, well, I can't go to sleep till 10. So wake me up at five, you know, and that was like, I was totally fresh. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, from now on I'm going to sleep from 10 to 5 and that's what I did. And once I figured that routine out, it You're was good to go. it was pretty good, but <laughs> before that, it was dangerous.
2: Well, I, when Downright I dangerous. It, when I was working uh the night shift, I I lived in an apartment building. You know what I discovered? Mm. <laughs> um people like to be up and play music earplugs during the daytime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and they don't really care if you've been working all night. <laughs> um they got they're, they're up. Uh it's daytime, man. So yeah. I, I would add that if you're working a night shift, maybe you have like a house. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, for sure. But you still need you still need earplugs to sleep yeah. because, uh, you know everybody else is awake. So all of a sudden you'll get that garbage truck coming by and then back beep
2: it, beep, it, beep. If we've learned anything from the movie Frozen, when the sky is awake, mm. I'm, I'm awake. awake. Yeah. It's time to play.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be up then. But anyway, my my critique for George is that he runs from midnight mm-hmm. to 4 supposed to start at midnight and you know how it goes it's you know the your first 5 minutes are news updates and all that sort right. of thing so you expect to, for the show not to start till till like 1205 or whatever and then go mm-hmm. until until 1230 and then you got another maybe 5 minute break no that's not how this works mm-hmm. he would come on he would not start until probably 10 after Mm -hmm. and then go straight through. But then he'd have that break after the bottom of the hour and wouldn't come back. So you'd have like a, uh, you could have like a a 12 minute break in between, you know, now and the next time he comes on, that's terrible. Yeah. Put a, put a, you know, break that up a little bit. Right, Come on, George. That's Thank where
2: the you. advertising comes in. They do about you know thirty commercials at. Uh,
0: yeah, but they could uh, they commercial. could break it up a little bit. Yeah. Do you I,
1: know who's like followed that? I feel like kind of style is some of the podcasts I listen to. Mm-hmm. There will be a point where I'm like, this is like a two and a half minute
0: <laughs> yeah. ad, and,
1: and it's on a an podcast that podcast, is podcast ever. And it, I don't know what it is. But this is to all advertisers out there. Mm-hmm. Don't ask like more than two of the same genre podcast to advertise for you because I can only hear so many better help, yeah. like counseling. <laughs> All uh, right, Ryan, cue the ad.
2: That's great. Thanks for listening to that podcast. podcast.
1: Now, if you're uh, interested Use in code that podcast <laughs> for 20% off. Yeah. Oh, I hate it.
0: Thank you for listening to that podcast. And now, a word from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so uh, I'll ask my question and then I think we have some, some questions. We do have questions too. that have come in. So, we're talking a little bit about, you know, even... This guy, it would be great to um, um, analyze a bit of, of where he's coming from with these different mm-hmm. things that they talk about. They're sensationalistic; they'll get you to listen. Oh, for sure, to yeah. There's where, all kinds of. But stuff. where does where does that, that come from? the 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 desire about these things, um, and so I guess I would ask. Like, I think uh, you can tell what people are, where people are coming from if you, if you know the, um, the influences Mm -hmm. of a worldview. Sure. Um, and you see, um, uh, what it is that, that, that is popular, like, Mm -hmm. like popular media, popular entertainment. So I'm just kind of wondering what are some popular shows or musicians that are out right now and I'm too dated to be able to name them because I'd be off by about 10 or 15 years at least so you know well, I mean Sarah what 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 are some good shows and and locations of shows and and you know what's good what's out what's out right now what are, what are the kids into these days what are, what are the well,
0: what's the haps I know a song that just came out today today brand new hair I, salon no I've oh, never listened different. to it maybe she sings the same thing um uh, Megan the Stallion. I was going to say,
1: I really like Megan the Stallion.
0: Okay, so her song called "Plan B" came out.
1: I have not today listened to it at midnight.
0: Yet. Well, it was just dropped. Evidently, I saw mm. it on the twitters. The this twitters morning when mm. I was checking what was trending. Things that aren't nice.
1: trending, Twitter.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, apparently that's not, that's not true. They're on the upswing, and Elon's uh, going to come in. and what, what do you think about that, Sarah? Is this is this the death throes of Twitter? Is it is it going to get? Is it going the way of MySpace?
1: I think so. Elon I Musk is throwing money at it, but I think Ryan is the That's where I get my news from. He's
2: got the Midas touch, though. I mean, everything he touches <sighs> mm-hmm. turns to gold. It, everyone thinks it's going to, mm-hmm. you know, collapse, and then boom! Like 2018, he was he was like on skid row. Yeah.
0: I tell you what, if I want news and I want it now, in fact, where do you go if you want news right now? Like, I need to know what's going on immediately. I don't have 45 seconds. I got to know now. Where do you go?
1: You're, this is going to make me sound terrible. If it's not something, like if somebody says something to be in passing, mm-hmm. that's how I know about it. So then I'm going to Google it. But if I okay. don't.
2: The Google machine. I don't, Twitter. That's, you
1: what, you go to Twitter? that's where I want to look like if I want like the dirty details and what people are. Talking about no,
0: uh, that's where A I scandal. go to get the. That's where I go to get the news. Like, like if, uh, um, like when the Russell Wilson trade thing happened. Yeah, that I heard somebody said, "Hey, uh, evidently <laughs> Russell Wilson's coming to Denver." I went straight to Twitter, and bang, there it was. You had Sports Illustrated and ESPN and everything right there, and I could go right to the articles. I had the news in thirty seconds.
2: That's you know that's interesting. I don't trust any of the social medias to give me accurate news. Mm-hmm. I go to you know, I'll go to different things that I think will give me up-to-date information. I go there like, like you know, I'll go to the, I'll go to the 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 website for like NBC. Sure. You know.
0: I, so I go to Twitter to find that cuz it's going to be right at the top. If oh, it, if I it, don't have
2: Twitter, so I don't know how it works. It, so, so
0: if it's trending, it's going to be there. <laughs> so somebody said that, hey, Russell Wilson's coming to Denver, and by the time I got on, he was already in the top three trending because it was uh, going on. And then I could go on there, and a lot of times it'll have, like, the the most popular um, tweet <laughs> or news story right there with it in the trending list.
2: Do you know why, why people are getting so fired up about – elon musk uh uh, having influence over twitter i think it's because so much of the news that's Mm -hmm. reported on different news sites Mm -hmm. starts at twitter like they'll use twitter as an Mm -hmm. aggregate to be like is this accurate is this is this trending are people interested in this to then put on their lines and if elon musk is the head of that is he Mm -hmm. gonna is he gonna rock the boat well,
0: maybe uh, is going to change the way it's done. Mark and I had an interesting conversation about this like a week or two ago. Where Zuckerberg? No, no, I don't. <laughs> talk I don't media. talk to him. Facebook Bro, is dead. Wait, wait. Uh, from
2: from the thing that I saw, you're in the running to be the new Denver Broncos. Uh, uh, from the news I read, which was you know, you know, walking by and seeing yeah. your office door. That's cool. that's you know. That's yeah. oh, on
0: the chair over there. Oh yeah, the news. Yeah, top three, top uh, that, three
2: for the Broncos. That's my trusted news source, <laughs> well, uh, Ryan's office window.
0: So, <laughs> no, uh, the uh, pastor Mark Soljeman and I oh, okay. had a conversation about how <laughs> not the owner of Meta. When we were right. when we were kids, when when DJ and I were kids. You had the three stations, right? Yep. And you had ABC, CBS. There, and there,
2: there wasn't enough. There wasn't as much news going on back then. Well, like so. he,
0: like he said, if a story broke in the morning, unless it was something huge, like uh, like the Challenger exploding, yes, or something like that. If news broke in the morning. They had until 5:30 Central Time. Yeah, they to, left you alone to, to get the story right, and then they would report on it at 5:30. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Very now, rarely would they be breaking in with a special report that would go longer than, like, like when when the, the girl fell down the well. Remember that? Back yeah, in the day?
0: baby Jessica.
2: That was that was nonstop coverage on yeah, on was. every channel. I don't know if CNN was even a thing at that time, but
0: well, they've been around for a long time. Yeah, but not CNN Plus though. But They're it used to be, out.
2: you know, you'd come in the <laughs> you'd come in the morning, it's, it's true, and they'd be like, Hey, here's the new news. All right. Enjoy your day. Yeah. And then you, you, you know, there's no, nothing to report until 6 PM and they'd be like, Hey, news hasn't changed. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow. Um, and, th- and that was
0: it. Right. Well now, now there's a lot of news. Well, yeah. Then you had the 24 hour news cycle, which kind of mm-hmm. started with CNN. And the, so the news would be coming right away and that was fast. But now with Twitter and social media, yeah. you, you don't mm-hmm. even have to wait for CNN or ESPN to put something out, their reporters will probably tweet mm-hmm. tweet
2: it before it even goes through the channels right. to come out through those those official sources. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. stories that like the New York Times or the Washington Post or any of the um, uh, I'll go old school, the Fargo Forum, you know, uh, even the in, in, the old info school. that they put in those places, the the local newspapers or the big newspaper USA Today. That's those stories have been out for a while. Mm-hmm. By yeah. the time they report it, it's just now you're getting their perspective of, you know, now we're How it reporting on this it. area, so, right, <laughs> right? Right? Yep. So, yeah, maybe there's something to Twitter. Maybe so, it's it, uh, that's nah. where,
0: that's where I go for news. Okay. Uh, yeah. That and the B, the, well, the B first.
2: Good. I'm glad. But and then they, you double check with and, Twitter.
0: Uh, well, and they've been they've been uh, they've been squashed on Twitter because yeah. yeah.
2: I'm surprised you're not like I'm against Twitter now. How dare well, they? Well, Elon. Elon's going to help them out. it's going to bring it back. Yeah.
1: Did you, know,
0: you I heard. see? Did you see what Tom Brady tweeted? No. When the whole uh, news about Elon Musk possibly uh, uh, buying Twitter came out, <laughs> Tom Brady and maybe you guys will understand this reference, but maybe not. But he he sent out a tweet that said, "Hey, Elon, uh, now that you're buying Twitter, can you get rid of that combine picture?" <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a picture of Tom Brady from the from the NFL Combine. Do you know what the NFL yeah. Combine is? Is yeah. this
1: like when they're comparing like when he started dating? Or-
0: it's just him and his grungy shorts. Yeah, yeah yep. and yeah, and like so yeah. But it always is out there. Like this is the this is the number one quarterback to ever walk the right. planet. You know. <laughs>
2: This is his stock picture for every, every yep. reporting.
0: Yeah. yeah, so he asked Elon if he could get rid of that picture <laughs> if once he owns Twitter.
2: Well, okay, so so um, you have Twitter. Mm-hmm. What movies are popular? What what shows are popular right now?
0: Um, I, I'm not a shows guy. I know that uh, give me
1: two seconds. Uh, Stranger up, uh, Stranger
0: Things is going to be coming out again soon. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. It's coming out in I think May. What is? The season four.
2: Oh, okay. Um, uh, okay, so, so that's a good example. Stranger Things. We would mm-hmm. all say that's popular, right? Yeah, Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that Bridgerton, is. Bridgerton, okay. Stranger Things. Why is it popular?
0: Well, I liked it. I liked the first season. I don't know if I'll even watch the the next season that comes out because I lost interest fast. Sure. Kind of like Westworld. Now, that is not as popular. As Pastor Cross would say, that is not a show that I baptize right. at all. But the first season was really, really good because there was suspense and there was like, you don't know what's
2: coming next. They're all of the same flavor. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't matter if it's, if, if, if it's family friendly or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm getting at is that here's what you have with most shows today in some way or shape or form. They are either to help you cope with hopelessness. Mm-hmm or as in the case of Bridgerton a distraction from hopelessness what are they missing
0: jesus yeah yeah that's the sunday school answer well and,
2: and it, it uh, this isn't hard i mean if you if you but the fact of the matter is most of us don't even think or notice that because we're caught up in the story and the story is reflecting culture and there's all kinds of popular dystopian shows Stranger Things is one, The Walking Dead is another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: Westworld is
2: if, well, uh, don't watch it. Yellowstone. Yeah, don't take my word for let's, it. Let's let's go back back a little bit. Breaking Bad yeah. was really popular. Yep. The Sopranos? Yep. They all have a there's no hope. How do you cope with the situation? Now, some some examples are it usually ends up being uh, the strong man or the most clever person is able to overcome in hopeless situations. But here's the reality of things. Okay. We have an entire culture of youth, the next generation that from what I have heard, and I, I, had, I can't verify this. If someone wants to verify it, please do. But the reports that I have heard um, about the sociological impact of, of generation Z uh-huh. with COVID and just with life, um, much less, religious, uh, higher um, amounts of suicide, drug abuse, you know, all that stuff. And I know every generation is like the kids these days, but I mean, that's a, that's a concern mm-hmm. about w- the direction of, of the culture as a whole. And what, what are they consuming? They're consuming messages that are about how to overcome hopelessness in a hopeless situation. Mm-hmm. I'm a big superhero fan. I like superhero movies, but even the storytelling in the superhero movies are usually like dystopian. Mm-hmm. It's a hopeless situation. The only one who can overcome it is someone who has extra abilities, is extra special. And it's usually not a, like, like the, the, the thing that the Marvel movies did mm-hmm. is they were very good about telling the story of good versus evil most of the movies and shows that we see today, there's not a clear line. It's yeah, a gray. Mm-hmm. A lot it's of very gray. gray. Uh-huh. Well, what is being what is being communicated, and again, art is is a distraction, but it's also a reflection of the culture that we're in, mm-hmm. is this just overarching hopelessness, that there's no hope for you. Right. There's no way to... It, it's very antithetical to the American ethic of... You know, work hard, keep your nose to the grindstone. You can accomplish anything. Uh-huh. Now it's you could accomplish anything, but why try? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because nothing matters. Well, the reason I'm bringing that up is is the heart of that is you know there's nothing new under the sun. Um, one of of the Greek philosophies that is very influential in the Western world is nihilism. Uh, or nihilism, however you... <laughs> it's kind of like, is it nuclear <laughs> or nuclear? I think it's nihilism. It, it comes from the Latin word, which means nothing. And basically what nihilism teaches is that there is no meaning to life. Okay. And this is all there is. Mm-hmm. The highest value of nihilism is free choice and free will, because that's all there is. Sure. Um, so... Meaning in life is what you make of it. Neilism never really caught on um, in, in among the ancient Greeks because the question would be like, okay, well, if you're right, what do we do? And the answers that they gave were never very satisfying. It was, you know, this is all there is. Uh, 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 be your best you was you know, it never really caught on because even the ancient Greeks had this idea of an objective truth that would be referred to as, you know, the logos, uh, uh, wisdom, mm-hmm. and that there were um, uh, uh, a sa- sacred beings, the gods, that oversaw everything, and so much of life was was um, was governed by the gods. Christianity we have the same have the same thing. It's not Zeus and Apollo, but it's it's God who created, right? Mm-hmm. That's our starting point. Um, and so, in the history of Western culture, up until probably in the last fifty years, nihilism was tempered. By christianity so what's the best part of nihilism freedom freedom liberty um uh, uh what what tempers liberty is what we call inherent rights which in american thought is is not rights that come from the government it's not like the government can say you can do this you can do that that happens in european countries mm-hmm. where they were under a, a, a king system or a or a um a royal system where there was one ruler and they were the boss. We've always had um, democracy and freedom in our DNA. The bad side of, of, of freedom is really anarchy as a political system, which has its driving for, uh, force nihilism, the idea that nothing matters. Mm-hmm. If nothing matters, then do whatever you want because there's no consequences or nothing. Right. Christianity has always tempered that with the idea of inherent rights. And where do rights come from? They come from God. Okay? So liberty and rights mesh together. Greek thought with liberty and uh, a relationship with God, Christianity, is what has held Western culture together. What we're seeing is the influence, in my opinion, of Greek philosophies that without the temperament of Christianity... And the understanding that there is an objective truth beyond what you think, you remove that objective truth, truth becomes in the eye of the beholder, and the philosophies, there's nothing new under the sun, are given a new name. So what is nihilism today? Well, it's modern rationalistic atheism. So if there is no God, um, then there is no ultimate truth. The only truth that we have is what's before us, okay? Okay. And you, you, I'm going to talk to the youth about this, that when you look at a couple of other philosophies, you see them playing out. Another one is Platonism. Um, Platonism is the idea that there's two realms in reality, the spiritual and the physical. The spiritual is good. The physical is bad. Okay. So what is spiritual? Your thoughts and your feelings. What is physical? Your outer appearance. And we hear this in our language, like, like, uh, live your truth, if there's no truth because of nihilism, there's, there's no objective truth, then there's only subjective truth. And the truth is your thoughts and your feelings, the, the spiritual you, your identity. We talk quite a bit about identity nowadays, don't we? Mm-hmm. What doesn't matter? The physical trappings. And a good example, I thought of this, of Platonism working. And, and Platonism is something that show, shows up in, in Christianity too, like our talking about where's heaven located. Well, up heaven is good. Where's the earth? It's down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Earth is bad. Yep. And the earth is bad only because it is changing. It is finite. It's decaying. This is how Plato talked about these things. The, the wonderful things, the true things are the spiritual, your mind and your feelings. That's how we experience the spiritual, right? What, what we would call soul, your soul. And even that talk about the soul goes up, but the body stays down, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's antithetical to Christianity. That comes out of Greek philosophy. Okay, um, we had a, a Supreme Court justice uh, in the news, and it, it made news. And I thought it was it was interesting to me because I heard Platonism. It was um, she, uh, 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 oh. Supreme Court Justice. Is it is it Jackson? Is that is that correct? Am I getting her name right? Ketanji Jackson Brown. Oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Or is yeah, it Ketanji mm-hmm. Brown Jackson? I can't it's
1: remember. Jackson Brown.
2: Yep. Okay. Anyway, she was asked the question by somebody in, in her um, her hearings uh, uh, to define what is a woman. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there was crickets. She's not a biologist. Yes. Yeah. Which is really interesting because how do you define a woman? Mm. Well, from Platonism, you would define a woman by the person's perceived gender within themselves. Hmm. Sure. Whereas biology would say a a woman is a biological female. Mm-hmm. That's the body. Sure. But when we remove the body as necessary or even of value, then it's just the spirit that matters. What you're, th- what you think, what you feel. Um. The the philosophy behind I I I would say in many ways the transgender movement comes from Platonism. Like that's mm-hmm. its starting point. That's its its um. Influence to understand the universe in that per, uh, specific situation, whereas what does Christianity say? We are all made in God's image, and body and soul joined together is a person. Okay. Whereas transgenderism would make the argument that the person is is the spirit, mm-hmm. not the physical out, outers. The outer is bad, and the outer can be can be changed. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. This isn't a judgment thing. This is just understanding where different worldviews come from and how do they relate to Christianity? And and do they intermesh? Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll add one more, and it's if 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 you add nihilism, nihilism, which is there is no meaning, it's nothing, with Platonism that the spirit is good. The flesh is bad. Therefore, truth is not objective. There's not objective truth. There's only subjective truth. Mm-hmm. Your truth. What is the meaning of life? There's no answer. This is where you get the third philosophy. That if you remove Christianity, um, it's called it's called Epicureanism. And Epicurus taught um, that the the goal in life is to have maximum pleasure and minimum suffering. Oh, sure, sure. In other words, to be happy. Yeah. All right. So what will we call this today? Um, you know, it's a Greek It's a Greek philosophy. It works in today, but you, you could call it uh, ethical hedonism, that the goal of life is to be happy. And as long as you don't do anything that infringes on the happiness of someone else, that it's consenting adults. Mm-hmm do whatever you want to do. Sure. Well, those are the driving influences in major movements in our culture today. So, and and you can see them in our media, in our music, you know, you you mentioned um, uh, some rapper and immediately my mind went to, you know, this is how old I am. I'm like, <laughs> I've heard Miley Cyrus say, uh, you know, as long as, as you're with a consenting adult, do whatever you want regardless of, of you know, um, the dangers that are inherent in things like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anything new. We've, we've been having these discussions as a culture for 50 years, right? right, right. I mean, Elvis was, was anathema at one point, you know, of, of, you know, corrupting the youth. But when you begin to say, uh, the breakdown of, of relations between male and female, there you have God's intention for creating and sustaining and protecting life, and God institutes marriage to protect that. Mm-hmm. That's all cut underneath by ethical hedonism. Mm-hmm. Because the goal of life is not to be in relationship to God and, and, and to create, sustain, and live life. The ultimate goal of life, the meaning of life, is to be happy. And so if your happiness is infringed upon by marriage, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Sure. You following where I'm going with this? Yep. And all of our media supports this. Like, um, I shouldn't say all of our media, but the most popular things that people watch mm-hmm. supports all this stuff. You you can't tell me that there's, and the thing about ethical hedonism is that the ethics change. Um, what is is moral today may not be moral tomorrow, and it all depends on, what the rules of the day are. Right, it's relative. Mm-hmm. Here's a great, great, great example of everything that I'm talking about. Tiger King. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a train wreck that show was. Yeah, yep. Um, hopeless situation after hopeless situation, and look at, I mean, ethical hedonism on display. Mm-hmm. Right? Um. Anyway, so that's yeah. what we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks, and I'm still playing around with it in my head, so. Cool. If anyone has any suggestions, bring it on. Very nice. Well...
0: We talked about getting to questions. Do you want to try one quick? Well, I think we're only going to get to one. And we'll get to the one, because I don't want to leave Sarah in suspense. I don't either, because this is... There was one that came to me personally from a regular listener. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll give his name. Maybe I won't. Maybe you'll figure it out after I ask the question. But this listener sent me a message personally to ask you... Sarah, is a hot dog a sandwich?
1: I just rolled hold my on. eyes. Hold
2: on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so, That's not the one. I'm not going to answer this question. What? Directly. I do, however, so I just talked about this um little backstory on my life. Wednesdays is when I go up to Grand Forks and I work in office with my whole team and my coworker Jamie, her eldest son, all loves to ask people that question. She goes, one time I just asked him, you know, why do you ask people that? That's so weird. Why do you ask people that? And he's like, I don't care what your answer is. I care about if you are willing to think creatively and see how other see other people's point of views and are willing to try to give it an answer. Okay. So
2: so I pictured in my head Jamie being seven, but the response there is is a little bit older than seven. So I I Oh I yeah. pictured like my son Dylan saying that, like, I don't care so much what you think or what you say. I'm curious about how you answer the question. Yeah.
1: Are, are you willing to think about something that's uh-huh. so off the wall Sure. that it will be inquisitive enough? Um, <laughs> on that note, I don't think a hot dog's a sandwich. No? Nope.
0: Okay, how come?
1: I you're I gonna feel have to like qualify
0: this, other, otherwise, this listener, who you probably already know who it is, is gonna send me another message saying, you know, she wouldn't, uh, she she wouldn't mm-hmm. explain herself, she um, wouldn't stand behind her answer.
1: I would say that a sandwich is defined by something that's between two separate pieces of bread. Oh, I feel like that's what makes the sandwich. Sure. Sure, you can get fancy. You know, an open face sandwich. Bleh. Sure,
2: yeah. So, what but. about
0: a hamburger then? Because that's two pieces of bread.
2: Sure, that's I, a sandwich. I would consider that a sandwich. That, that would okay. fall under the sandwich. Uh, What's the term we use in anthropology? Like the the sandwich
1: it's like, classification. Yeah. Classification. is Part of its sub- species biome. Yes. Kingdom, subspecies. Blah blah blah. All right. Yes. So
0: you are saying that a hot dog is not a sandwich I'm, because yep. it is using one solid piece of dough-like substance. Yep.
2: All right. You bring up a good point. Because here's my question: if you if you if you cook a hot dog over a fire, it's still a mm-hmm. hot dog. Yeah. Yep. You put it in a bun, it's a hot dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a hamburger until you put it between the buns.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a... A patty. Patty.
2: Huh. It's got a mm-hmm. completely different term.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Derek will be satisfied. Now,
1: <laughs>
0: here's here's my next question to go along with this, and then we better bolt. If, the by your definition, mm-hmm. one solid piece of dough-like substance... Mm-hmm. It, it, Okay, here's what I'm getting at. What if you make yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm-hmm. on one piece of bread that you fold
1: together? Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, but is time. it a sandwich? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> what? I I made myself a peanut butter roll-up. <laughs> so what roll is it up, then? Roll-up. A peanut
2: butter roll-up? <laughs> You're getting, I don't know. You're getting way too yep. in, in in the technicalities with me. I on this one. I would say with that, <laughs> by
1: the time it takes me to finish eating that, yeah, I'm on to the next thing. That's a quick here and what? there. I'm not thinking about it well, too much.
2: Uh, and and so when you make and that's that's since I was a kid, that's how you make it's a peanut butter the, sandwich. You it's just, the
1: better way to make a sandwich, and it's healthier. Well, it's
2: not for a sandwich. Yeah, it is it's healthier for you too. Because, but it's not a sandwich. You, oh, but it's healthier for you because you're getting half the carbohydrates in the bread. But just as
1: much peanut butter.
2: Yes. And, okay, so this is going to be kind of gross, but (laughs) we we in my house make make a Dewey Lura special. That's my dad's name. Okay. Bread. Yeah. Peanut butter. Yeah. Salted butter. Okay.
1: Hmm. On top of the peanut butter? Yeah. What? What's wrong I'm with all, that? Well, I'm already thinking, you know, I have a hard enough time spreading, like, butter onto bread sometimes. <laughs> like, if you take that stick straight out don't, of the fridge. Don't, it, don't, don't, don't. Why would you use no, stick? No, no. you got to use the tub.
2: Yeah, and you know what? It drives my wife nuts because what you end up getting in the butter? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. you got to use tub butter. So you
1: make a peanut butter butter sandwich. Y-
2: yes. We call it, call it the Dewey special. Hold, I, Papa Dewey ho- special. Ho- hold on. My it, kids love it.
1: It's 2022, Ryan. You can't tell me you're still enjoying a country crock margarine yes. out of your fridge. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> that is disgusting. Yes. Do they still make that?
1: Yes. It's
2: you realize it's it's basically liquefied plastic. Yeah,
1: that's like plastic and oil.
2: Why would
0: you you can't do that. Although, you have to leave the stick out all the time. Oh, it's the best. There's flies
1: landing on it. That's why they make a cover with a cloche. Yeah, but then you have to buy something extra. Or the, you take the, a Tupperware and shove it in there, call
0: it good. The Country Crock comes with a lid already there. And you, know you, what's you, great about,
2: you know what's great about Country Crock, and I can't believe it's not butter butter, those those things? That was my uh, Tupperware growing up. That and Cool Whip? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. I suppose, Sarah... That you use actual jelly rather than jam for your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, too.
1: I don't really eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches.
2: What is the difference between jelly
0: and jam? Well, one will <laughs> spread on the bread and the other one won't. <laughs> one so just I clumps? Get, One's more so, so <laughs> chunks get, of fruit in it. So we get jam at my house. Get so- jam? Jam? Yeah, because the jelly doesn't spread; it clumps all do over. You, the bread tears apart. Do you
2: do you spread it out? Of, like, do you are you old school? Do you get the the glass can or they have like squeezing? Oh yeah, we do uh, the squeezing stuff. Now oh, for, see, I think that's for, the issue. Yeah, for jam,
1: you get it the Smucker's jar of Concord grape. Yeah, and it jelly. Yeah, and it spreads right on out smooth.
0: I bet that's jam. I bet it's Mm-mm. not jelly. I don't think so. Look it up. Hmm. Jelly doesn't spread.
2: Mm. So what I hear you saying is you don't put butter on your peanut butter sandwiches, which you should. Oh. What Instead, what you do is you put I will jelly. on my toast if I have a piece of toast. Oh, yeah, butter and then peanut butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about peanut butter and then oh. butter Jam. on your toast? If you put the peanut butter on first, on a hot piece of toast, uh-huh. it starts
1: to yeah. liquefy. Yep,
2: it does. And you can put butter on it, and the butter melts, um, and you see the butter melting.
1: Really? If I'm going to do... Not that that would be gross, but I'd put it in kind of the grosser category. If I'm going to do that, I'm just going to commit and put Cheese Whiz with the peanut butter.
2: Well, why wouldn't you? It's delicious. How else do you eat your, your cheesesteak with Cheese Whiz?
0: You got to have Cheese Whiz. That's how they do it in real,
2: in whiz, real life. It's not, a, it's not a Philly cheesesteak. And if you said Philly cheesesteak in Philly, they will laugh at you because it's just a cheesesteak there. Yeah. Yep. You're already at Philly. You don't need the the name it. We, we know.
0: All right. That sounds good. And you know what? I think we're done. Yeah. That's good enough. <laughs> all right. Come on, Sarah.
1: <laughs> My praying is out of yep. here? I feel like I need to start praying for Ryan's taste. Lord, I pray that Ryan a gets over people. Country Crock. <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to gather and talk about all things that you have gifted to us, Lord. I pray that the youth coming up listening to understanding their circumstances and understanding the influence of the world mixed with their faith, they can find some answers and find hope and truth and light just from you. And, Lord, I just pray that everybody listening to this will be blessed and know you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Boy,
2: Ryan, I was going to say before you close us out that yep. this has definitely been a post-Easter Sunday yep. conversation. <laughs> Just all over the place. (laughs) All
0: over. All right. Well, yeah, we're out of here. We're done. But before we go, I'll let you know that if you want to send a question, um, you can send that to atonement.live. You can go there, find the link for that podcast. You can also go to thatpodcast.net. Or there is a that podcast Facebook page. You can put that there or you could even put it in the comments of this video if you're watching this on the YouTubes, which reminds me that if you want to watch that podcast or listen to that podcast, you can do so anywhere you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, you can find all of our past episodes there. You can find any Atonement Fargo content on YouTube. And if you would like to join us this weekend, you can do so at 4601 South University Drive in Fargo, or you can go to YouTube and search Atonement Fargo, or you can go to atonement.live or atonementfargo.org. So for Pastor DJ Lurie, that was a lot.
2: Yeah, it was. At, for you, past- got, you got me thinking about that, that I went and bought an auxiliary cord for my car. So yeah. you know what I can listen in my into in my car on Spotify now? Huh. That podcast. Just, there it is. Yeah. All right. And I sit there and I listen, I think, boy, he's brilliant. Listen <laughs> to that. <laughs> That Ryan Janke, he's something else. Listen to him go.
0: All right. For Pastor DJ Laura and Sarah DeYoung, I'm Ryan Janke. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time for another riveting episode of That Podcast.